Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Dallas and Michael here today. Um, the topic that we've got, uh, Michael, one of yours, is uh, with structure comes freedom. Thanks, Dallas. Yeah, so I thought we would talk about uh, our suggested method for effectively meeting your living expenses and also funding and seeding your future retirement yeah. uh, savings. I like, I like the way you've taken... See, that sounds horribly boring, but if we've got a, a, a title like With Structure Comes Freedom, you're creating a hook there where people go, yeah. wait a minute, what, is, what does he mean? Where's the, the freedom coming to it? And so I think that's, that's a great one because people automatically think of uh, budgeting or managing their cash life as this horrible thing that, you know, someone's going to sit them down and make them. They, they do. So, yeah, so they, they, they I mean, it, it, it hurts people's head yeah. to think about doing a budget. <laughs> yeah. It, and, and we're not talking about doing a budget. No. We're talking about yeah, um, so ranking, yeah. really ranking yeah. your your allocations of yeah. your income. Yeah. And um, so it'd be interesting to get your take on this. So this is, this is what I think is the best way to do this. Yep. Um, first of all, as a minimum, it's look, it's different for everyone, but as a minimum, look, we're, we assume that we want each individual person, uh, whether you're a single person or whether you're a member of a couple, we want each individual to meet their full $27,500 contributions to superannuation each year. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just to be clear, the $27,500 concessional contributions uh, the sum total of money that's going into superannuation that will be claimed as a tax deduction. Now, that does include super guarantee contributions. Yeah, your employer contributions. That includes your employer contributions. Any top-up from your employer yeah. is included in that though, because they're claiming that as a tax deduction. Any salary sacrifice contributions. But also further to that, we speak a lot about personal contributions to superannuation. So that's after-tax contributions. Yep. That we then allocate as a concessional contribution, um, aka we claim those contributions as a tax deduction at the end of the financial year. So we'll give an example here because you're probably listening now, yeah. thinking I'm not too sure exactly and, what he's talking about. And the, and the reason, just to jump in, the, the reason why you're saying this is sort of normally your first first cab off the rank is because this is the real low hanging fruit. Like everyone comes in and says, we know we want to we want to sort of get set up for our retirement and. Mm. And whenever you say, do you want to do that in a tax-effective manner, people look at you like you've got three heads. Of course, of course, we want to pay less tax. Of course, we want to manage that if, if at all possible. That's right. And so I'm starting with the premise yeah. that that we, we, we're starting from the premise that each person wants to maximize their $27,500 contributions each year. Yeah. Um, you may need to do more than that yeah. to get to where you need to be. Yeah. Uh, you may need to do less than that. Yeah. Um, it's a nice one, Dallas, because we... We talk about the double tax whammy here, yeah. and this doesn't exist in many places. So uh, that $27,500 contribution to superannuation is a double tax whammy in that uh, we get to lower 
our personal rate of tax, and most people are on at least 34.5% rate of personal tax, we get to lower that to a 15% rate of tax um, on, the, on the contribution to superannuation. And then after 60 and uh, meeting condition of release, which would be retiring or, or ending a workplace arrangement, we get to actually access that money tax-free. So not often in our tax law, usually if something's tax deductible on the way in, it's fully taxable on the way out yeah. or vice versa. Yeah. Um, in this situation, there's a tax deduction or tax um, a tax lowering, yeah. I'd say. It is a tax deduction on the yeah. way in yeah. and, and tax-free tax yeah. on the way on out. out. Um, so I'm start, starting with that premise. So what I mean there is that in, if you're a single person, we're starting with the premise that the first, first of, of your first of your vehicle. income that comes in, yep. if you get paid weekly or you get yep. paid fortnightly or yep. you get paid monthly, all that income that comes in every year, yep. we want you to add on to that. In this example, I'm not. This is not advice. But <laughs> yeah, we want you to add on to that and get your super contributions up to twenty seven and a half thousand dollars because that's the concessional contribution yep. um, and, allowable and amount now. Um, without opening too much of a can of worms, uh, depending on your situation, uh, you could actually tap into what's called as the carry. concessional contribution, carry forward contributions yep. as well, yep. which means you, you, your yeah. contributions, your claimable contributions could be more than $27,500 yeah. per year for a, for a catch-up period. Yep. We've done podcasts on that in yeah, the past. Yes, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's I think, the thing where, like, I guess if you think of it as the... The order of how we think about this or how you think about this, this is sort of makes sense because you go, um, you're right, most most people come in and go, assume that I want to maximise my retirement savings and I want to minimise my tax. Mm. That's that's the that's the thing that's normally the first lever that you pull. And off the back of that, yeah. there's, there's other things to look at. There might be, a, you know, and this assumes a, a couple with both working or a person with, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's on a decent income. Um, if you've got lower incomes, that changes. You know, this isn't this isn't designed to fit all, 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 all no. sizes. This is the the typical sort of thing that we see, and and I think that's a good point. Like the carry forwards, for a lot of people, there's there's some there to do. It might be a yep. lot, might be not much, and that's a separate issue. But that's normally the first lever that you're pulling is to go, hey, if we if we can do this, that will make a big impact over yep. over the next five to ten years. That last five to ten years of your working life. So the example I'm going to use here is for a couple, but like you said, like I said, if it's, if you're single, just just halve it. Um, the example I'm going to use is that we have uh, two members of a couple that are both working, and uh, they have employer contributions of twelve and a half thousand dollars each going in per year um, to superannuation. What that allows them to do is uh, uh, is actually well, I, I'll actually let me assume fourteen and a half to make the <laughs> make the numbers stack they, up they, neatly. <laughs> they have fourteen and a half thousand dollars of contributions go in yeah. each year. Um, uh, what that allows them to do in this nice simple example is both put in thirteen thousand dollars a year to take them up to twenty seven and a half thousand dollars per annum. Um, I'm going to assume they get paid fortnightly. Yeah. What the first allocation of money going anywhere. So as their pay comes in fortnightly to a bank account, uh, our first ranking or priority would be to say, if you can be paying $500 each into superannuation as a personal contribution, 
uh, and what that what that would be is from an after tax source, so it's from their after tax pay. Um, what that adds up to over the course of 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 twelve months or twenty six fortnights is thirteen thousand dollars each. That's yeah, gone in. Brings them up to that. Up so, to um, what they are able to do is uh, their employer contributions of fourteen and a half thousand dollars each in this example, uh, plus their thirteen thousand dollars of personal contributions at the rate of five hundred dollars a fortnight. Um, get them up to the twenty seven and a half thousand dollars. They can then. Uh, complete a notice of intent to claim a tax deduction on that $500 a fortnight that's gone in. And what that does differently to salary sacrifice where the tax deduction is claimed every fortnight, it allows them to claim a $13,000 tax deduction at the end of the the, the financial year. Um, Now, that translates through because in this example, both members of this couple are claiming $13,000 each. Um, we assume they're on the tax bracket of between $45,000 of assessable income and $120,000 of assessable income, which is a big tax bracket. It's their biggest tax bracket that most people fall in, and they're in a 34.5% tax bracket. Now, what 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 actually happens then is they're both they're each claiming $13,000, and you claim that at, at your marginal rate of tax. So they're claiming that at a 34.5% tax bracket. Yeah. Um, so the simple calculation is two times thirteen thousand, which is twenty six thousand dollars, at a tax deductible rate of thirty four and a half percent. And and what it means is they get eight thousand nine hundred and seventy dollars back in their in their combined tax return. Extra refund. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, um I was gonna say we'll talk more about spending that later on. Yeah, yeah. But (laughs) but it's what what we what we what we like there's most people we see have um, a lump sum expense that that crops up yeah. out of the blue every year. Yeah. Now, whether that's um, yeah, you know, something that breaks around the house, something that breaks on their own body that they need fixed, um, yeah, something that breaks on a vehicle or something like that. So, yeah. so they so we we like to claim the contribution for our clients at the end of the financial year. The reason being is that they actually get back a lump sum. In this case, they've done the hard work by putting in five hundred dollars a fortnight each. Um, they've they could have salary sacrificed money in, which would have claimed the tax deduction at the payroll level. Yep. And what it means is you don't get that big lump sum at the end of the year. Mm. But in this case, we've we, it, our preferred method, Dallas, is to actually claim that at the end of the financial year. So they're getting back a meaningful amount of money, eight thousand nine hundred and seventy dollars yeah. in this example. Yep. To, to to actually do something with. And it's interesting you say it because it is it is fascinating to me how often. Um, this exact thing happens, and I, and I think that ties into your, your title with Structure Comes Freedom, is that it, it's amazing how often that $9,000 extra tax refund mm. comes in at a time where people, like you say, people are going, oh, this thing's happened that we need to replace all the air conditioners or yep. I need to have a knee surgery or I need mm. to, you know, our son or daughter's just got married and we're, and we're paying for this or... Something's come up where they go, geez, that that nine thousand dollars comes in handy, and I don't, I don't know. And we've, yeah, the the theory here is that if you don't do that, if you don't have that structure, if you don't have that, um, you know, I guess approach throughout the year, you you're sort of giving up a little bit over a while, and you sort of don't really notice it, 
and then at the end of the year, when that when you get that lump sum, invariably that's when something goes wrong. As as something yeah. not goes wrong, but there's something that pops up that you couldn't have allowed for. That's got that's got a there's a lump sum there that you can go and grab and, and go and do that with. And if you don't do that, you're looking for nine thousand dollars. You're looking for ten thousand dollars, and it doesn't. And, and it's at the end of the calendar year. Yeah. And, and that's where I don't know whether it's the timing thing, but it comes up. People go and do their tax. They get that lump sum in sort of September, October, November, just at a time when they go, oh, geez, the air conditions aren't working, just coming into summer. Okay, we can go and replace that. If they don't have that, that 10000 has got to come from somewhere. They've got to find it and it becomes yeah. then you're sort of playing catch up leading into the end of the calendar year and it's a, it's just a burden. So you mentioned before Dallas also uh, in a previous podcast and that was be the podcast was called Beware of Living Out of Your Home Loan. That's what we call it anyway. Yeah. So like we yeah. said, sometimes they get renamed. Yeah. But um, uh, you talked about paying yourself first. Yep. Uh, this is an example of paying yourself first. Yep. Um, for us, and we'll talk about the tax deductibility point of view a bit, we'll burrow down into it a bit later on. But um, for us, the best tax deduction is for something that you're going to get back tax-free yep. later on. Yep. So, so which, which is exactly why, like we were saying, that that's that first lever we pull. It's, it's not to say that that's the only amount of money that you need to save no. or anything like that, but it just is to go, that's such an easy thing for people to get their head around where they go, I am I am putting aside $1,000 a fortnight now Yep. and I know that it is going directly into my super fund. It is growing, for, it's going into a, a tax advantage environment. It's compounding. My money's getting dressed and going to work for me, yes. as you would say. That's right. And I know that when I get to retirement, I'm going to pull that money out completely tax-free and along the way, I'll get to the end of the calendar year and I'll have a nine thousand dollar tax refund. Yep, it's very easy for people to get motivated and get excited for that. When we then get into which we we will talk about the, the framework of you know, extra loan repayments, even extra after tax contributions, super. Yep. They're all very important, all very relevant, and and you may well need to do some combination of all those things. But it's harder to it's harder to go right. That's a lever that we very clearly need to pull. Whereas whereas these contributions are one where you can just go. Very hard to find a downside for most people. That that's right. So 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 again, why this is our first priority? So our first priority is getting our clients up to twenty seven and a half thousand dollars per annum. If we take the twenty six thousand dollars that we're talking about here, so five hundred dollars a fortnight for each member of a couple, it's twenty six thousand dollars for the year. Um, we just spoke about that money going into superannuation, them claiming that as a tax deduction at their marginal rate of tax, which happens to be 34.5%. It's the biggest tax bracket that we have here uh, where most people fit in. Yeah. Um, $45,000 of total income up to $120,000 of total income is that 34.5% tax bracket. They claim back $8,970 uh, in in personal tax deduction at 34.5%. Now, that money, that $26,000 does get taxed when it goes in the super, but the tax rate is only 15%. So we look at an arbitrage event here and we say, okay, I'm putting money in, I'm claiming it at 34.5% and I'm paying only 15% tax on the way in. Um, that's free money. And we love free money here. It's nine and a half percent free money. Yeah. Um, we could do something else with that twenty six thousand dollars. Yeah. We could put that in, off our mortgage, uh, which is a very, very, yeah. a very valid thing to do. It's not tax deductible. Uh, we could, we could finance a very expensive car that's tax deductible <laughs> for us. But hey, it's into a depreciating asset yeah. uh, that's going to drop in value, not grow in value for us. Yeah. Um, so what we look at is a number one priority there 
is before looking at allocating any other money, we tell our clients, pretend that you one of you just had a uh, like a, 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 a move to a lower paying job or, yeah. or, or whatever reason. Yep. You've got $1,000 less yeah. in this example per fortnight. Yep. People adjust really quickly. To yeah, a, yeah. To a, if they move from full time work to point five, and that, they adjust really quickly. So this is just an adjustment down, and saying, okay, well, you're going to pay yourself first. You're going to pay between this member of a couple. You're going to pay a thousand dollars a fortnight into superannuation. Um, notwithstanding, you're going to get back nearly one third. Well, a bit over one third of that when um, at the end of the year when you when you do your, your tax return. You've actually got the money going into an environment that's going to come back to you tax free at, at, at a stage in the future. Yeah, and and that's exactly um, my point around that motivation thing. Is it's the yeah. it, it is um, if someone had said, "Hey, I've been offered this job. It's lower paying job, but it's something I'm really excited about, really passionate about." Mm. Like you said, people would find a way. They get motivated for that. Yep. And this is what we find. This is one of the few savings that that people do tend to get really motivated for in the same yeah. way because like we said it just ticks a lot of boxes the whole way down it, it's it's not a huge amount of money um, for most people it's so it's sort of easier to find they, they can they know that right, if i do this i can see the impact that's going to have over the next 10 years so i'm, yep. I'm motivated by that i know that i'm going to get that lump sum as a tax refund towards the end of the the year i'm, I'm yep. motivated by that and so it's it's a, a combination of those things where, like I say, this is where I think I actually think we should um, turn this podcast into a two part series because the the other levers that you can pull um, there around after tax contributions, extra mm. home loan repayments, um, you know, savings to a cash account, any of those sorts of things, they're they're all great and they're all really important and they and they may well need to be done dependent on how much you're looking for in retirement. But this is just one where. Um, it, it's almost the low-hanging fruit, I would say, for most people. Well, yeah. I've got I've got some things. I, I I do like that idea of comparing different things, yeah. like in the future. But I've I've got yeah. I've got if we go to priority number two, so cash flow priority number one, yeah. we would say getting your, each individual super contributions up to twenty-seven and a half thousand dollars in total yeah. for each year, um, uh, including what your employer puts in. Yeah. Um, so priority number two, uh, bills that you know are going to happen. That are going to come in. Um, uh, you want separate bank accounts. We are big fans of Dallas. Now, if you have a mortgage, um, most banks actually give you the ability to have multiple offset accounts now, yeah? and which is great because one of the one of the simple things, the simple triggers that we we um, simplification works for people. And and if you can nickname an account, bills account, yeah. Very hard to. It's very very hard to get it confused with your yeah, other hypothetical account. account. It's yeah. your holidays account. So, yeah. bills account. Um, this does require people to do a budget and yeah. to add up the <laughs> annual. But 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 a guess. Very high level. A guess. Yeah. And then add a ten percent variance to it. Yeah. Is way better than not having something. That's, so yeah, yeah. For example, um, I would say go through all of your and and looking to the past is the best glimpse to the future. So if you went through and looked at your last 12 months worth of expenses mm. and you can download that all, you know, now with yep. bank accounts, yep. looked at how much your rates were, how much your insurances all were, how much you know, direct debits are coming out of accounts and all that sort of stuff. If you added all that up, made that an annual figure and added a 10% variance to it, you 
uh, opened a new account or, or renamed an existing account, mm. uh, your bills account, and you divide that annualized figure with a ten percent uplift by the number of pays that you get. So if you get if you get paid four dollar, you divide that figure by twenty six, mm-hmm. and um, in this example, let's say that comes to twelve hundred bucks a fortnight. What you would do from as your second uh, ranking of yeah. uh, dispersing your income is each fortnight when your income comes in. Uh, you've made your super contributions that we talked about first. The second one that you want to do is to, to, to push that into the bills account. Yeah. Um, now, what that what that does is it pretty much guarantees that you meet all of your bills yeah. uh, for the year. So um, that bills account will ebb and flow. There'll be times because uh, of the frequency of uh, things like uh, council rates and annual home insurance and all those types of things, which come out once a year for a lot of people. There'll be times when that bills account gets up to $10,000, $11,000, $12,000 before um, inevitably you get hit with a series of bills, which yep. drops the account balance back down from twelve dollars to $2,000. What's important is to never, ever rob that bills account. Mm. So you can rob your other accounts, your discretional spending yeah, accounts. You, you can never account. <laughs> rob the bills account. It, 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 it always um, it strikes me as a strange thing that, that people forget every year that their, their rates and their, their home insurance is yeah. coming up and it's an, it's an amount of several thousand dollars for yeah. each one of those. I, I think there's probably um, a component of like the, the, the ostrich with, with the head in the sand. It's like if I just look away, maybe maybe my local council will forget about me and they won't send me a bill. No, they are, they're very they, good at they, it. They're they going to get you with that bill every single year. That's going to happen. And even if you... Even if you cause, <laughs> We know now inflation is rising, and if you know you've added a ten percent variance to that, mm-hmm. sometimes that doesn't allow enough. Like so, the next twelve months of expenses are going to be a little bit more than they were in the last twelve months, perhaps. Um, at least you've actually done, yeah, you know, nine tenths of the heavy lifting yeah. in that situation. You're only scratching around for a thousand dollars here or there if you if your expenses are more than that. Mm-hmm. So there's two big allocations yeah. of of money. Now beyond that, you can have any number of other bank accounts that you want. Uh, yeah. You could have a holidays account where you actually put a fortnightly amount of money in there, um, so that you've got a big lump sum towards the year. Not forgetting that in this example, um, by claiming your after-tax personal contributions to the super fund at the end of the financial year by completing the notice of intent to claim a tax deduction form, uh, you'll in in this example, this per, this couple is getting back eight thousand nine hundred and seventy dollars of tax returns as well that they can spend as they please. Yeah. But um, yeah. So really, our our in summing up the before I'll throw to you, Dallas, if you have anything to add. But 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 number one, if we looked at your fortnightly uh, income coming in and your weekly income coming in, uh, we would start with the premise that uh, every individual, whether you're a single person or uh, two individuals, a member of a couple wants to get this concessional contributions of super up to $27,500 per annum. So that would be the first uh, first uh, ranking yeah. of where you want money to go. The second ranking would be to go into a bills account, to set up a separate bills account. Um, practically, look, it helps to have direct debits come out of that bills account as well. So if you have you know, your, um, you know, your Netflix and your like whatever you have, uh, coming out as a direct debit, you'd have it come out of that bills account because um, that's the account that you want any direct debits met from. 
makes it also easy next in the next 12 months to review that account as well. You yeah, just, you, you can just, just, like, you can just do a, a 12-month download of yep. the figures and look at what the expenses were coming out of that bills account. Um, if you have to pay things via credit card, like um, you know, whatever, you, whatever you're paying, um, you, can, you can just repay back the credit card by a yeah. transfer out of the bills account. So if you put, paid your home insurance and it was $3,000, uh, from a credit card, for example, you just pull three thousand dollars out of the bills account and, and and put that on your credit card. So um, that's our suggested uh, included in the bills account would be your mortgage repayments too. If you're still paying a home loan, we we think that's something that makes sense to actually have that. Well, I think it's something that makes sense mm-hmm. to have come out of there um, because it's all it's it's now whatever you have left over in that situation after you've made your super contributions and after you've made your expenses. Yeah. Is is uh, free money? Yeah, it's free money. Yeah. So like, if you blew all of that money, if you spent yeah. all of that remaining money, you'd go at a bare minimum. I've I've got a roof over my head, and yeah. I've and I've been and doing I'll... something for my retirement. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think and and that sorry, You're just right. just before I forget, most people think that's an onerous thing, but when we structure things like that for our clients, yeah, they actually say this has given so me much so much easier. freedom. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the structure gives you the freedom because they know then after that, yeah. it's stressful for people to work the opposite of that. Yeah, it's stressful it's, for people to go, trying to be decided. I was going to put money into superannuation, but I've got rates yeah. and, um, yeah. uh, and, and car rego this month, so I'm going to have to miss that. Well, we say, okay, well, if you get on the front foot and you have that money in your bills account and you've yeah. already put your fortnightly contribution into your super fund, yeah. that, that structure gives you the freedom then. You're never, ever scratching around for money. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, well, I think what I what I would actually propose that we do here is because that's a really um, that's a really handy, I guess, overview of, of the rough framework there. I think what we should, what I would like to do is, is do as a separate podcast. Um, what I could do is talk about some of the because it's interesting with some of the things that you and I do differently. Yeah, it's just a thing that you develop over time where I sort of approach this in a similar way but slightly differently. Mm. And so what I might do is. If we call this with structure comes freedom part one, and this is the the Michael the Michael version, and then we do a part two, which is which is my version, which is yeah again similar. It's all about for me for both of us. The overarching thing here is if you everyone wants freedom, everyone mm. wants to not have to stress and worry and to, and to feel like they're not you know under under pressure. The only way to get to that freedom is through the structure. And so yes. this is this is your framework for how to how to get. Yeah, that and I'm, I'm certainly not saying that it's the best way. It's a way that that no, that, it works. that has yeah. worked for me yeah. and it's worked for my clients. Yeah. yeah, and that's also what I might do is, is we do a separate podcast, which is my sort of structure that I tend to uh, approach this with, with my clients, which will be similar but different in, in other ways. And some things will resonate with different people, mm-hmm. but but yeah, and again, the, the overarching concept, which is the same, which is that until you have some sort of do you have some structure? You have, yeah. You, know, you have too much freedom in yeah. in that every every day, every week, every fortnight. You gotta you gotta go. There's a lump sum of money there. I got bills coming up. I, mm. I, I I've got a, I've got a bill coming up. I've also got a holiday coming up. I want to do something fun this week. Uh, I want to save for my retirement. And you gotta make you gotta make that decision every week, every fortnight. Mm. And it's just it's just too hard. And that's not how brain our brains are wired. What we're actually wired to do is. Sit down, think about this rationally. Work out a framework, work out a structure, and then know that 
off the back of that, I can I can relax and go, whatever's left over there is free money and, and I yep. will spend that however I want. My other desires will fight it out for that money and, and that's where we'll end up. So I, uh, I think that's... Um, I think this is probably a good place to wrap up for this one and we'll come back for part two another time. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 financial advisors. For more information and resources, visit the Money Over 50 website, mo50.com.au. We look forward to catching up again soon.